Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You out there? You listening? Coming to you live from central Wisconsin. You're looking live at the Foxhole.app, and I'm hurting a little bit today. I had to get a, my other cracked tooth pulled today, and um, it is, it's still bleeding a little bit, and it's just now, like this second right now, it's coming out of numb. <laughs> so I'm going to try. I'm going to soldier through today, guys. I'm going to do what I can. It's just going to be kind of a chill show. I'm going to do a, play a lot of videos for the first hour, and then we'll get to some good stuff for the second hour, too. And I'm going to have to take several sips of water and maybe stop and get some more water halfway through. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting a little bit. So I got some uh, additions to the stream. Um, if you buy me a cup of coffee now, um, an alert comes up on the, on the screen. So that's why you're seeing this uh, over here in the bottom left corner of the screen. Tell me if that's like annoyingly too big or if it needs to move somewhere else or whatever, or if it's too small. How's that? Maybe that maybe that's better. Is that better? <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. I kid. No, I can't find my other corner. Um, oh shit! No, I just lost it. Crap! <laughs> Where'd it go? I'm gonna have to. Oh, shit! I I hit it on myself. Can I find it? Hold on a second here. Jeez. See what happens when you when you do all this stuff to get everything set up and then you just screw it up. Where is it? Is it gone forever? It's it's gone forever. <sighs> Dang it. Sorry. Um let me fix this real quick. I'm I'm uh, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm gonna play some videos here real quick, uh, so um, we'll do that, and then uh, hopefully my my mouth will heal, and then everything else will go back to normal. Right? That sounds good. Here, let me let me fix this here real quick. Uh, let's see, Cam, my pillow. How about a logo? Nope. How about some Twitch stuff? Anything happens on Twitch now? You can see that up there. And then buy me a coffee. No, it's probably not going to log me in now. Is that, is that what's going to happen next? I'm going to have to... Son of a bitch, man. 
I was all excited so that so that somebody buys me a cup of coffee. I have a special little noise that plays with it and shit. And I was like all excited that if somebody got me one today. So don't do it yet. Like, wait till I get this fixed. <laughs> oh man, I hate going to the dentist, dude. I I really it just ruins your whole day. You know what I'm saying? Just you start it start off with a bad day and then it gets worse from there. It's just how life goes. Hey, there we go. Got it back. Now the question is, is will it actually work? All right. Um, that needs to go a little lower. Boom. Okay. Let's see if it actually works. If anybody wants to buy me a cup of coffee, let me go over to the website here real quick, and then we'll get to some other stuff. Thanks for being here today, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. Much love to you all. Thanks for joining me here today. Uh, I'm trying to. I've been. I played around with the stream for like three hours last night and the website. And guess what? I got the website fixed, so I got that going for me. Podbeam, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify is where you can find the the podcast, True Social, and Telegram links at the very top. You can watch the show directly from the website, as well as get some awesome merchandise. So check that out when you guys get time. If you want to watch the live stream, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network are where you can find that. YouTube band will be it. Screw them. Previous shows are always up on this on the website, as well as how you can help keep the lights on. Look at that. Cash app. Buy me a coffee, PayPal, and Patreon. All the links right up there. So if you if you want to help, I really do appreciate your help. I could use your help, and I appreciate you guys very much. Everything uh, that you can do to uh, to support. If you can't support financially, I get it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not asking you to, to support financially. But what I'm asking is help share the stream. Tell somebody about it. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you guys very much out there, and uh, appreciate all the support from all the great people already so far from the from buy me a coffee. Thanks, guys, very much. Everything, uh, so we also have um, been uh, sponsored by MyPillow.com backslash Abe. Check that out when you guys get time. Check out the website, MyPillow.com backslash Abe. You can also call phone number 1-800-653-7856 and give them discount code Abe, and you can get yourself some half-off pillows, actually uh, as low as $20 pillows, flash sale on pillows, slippers, buy one, get one uh, free sheets, as well as towels, MyPillows, uh, go anywhere pillows, mattress toppers, loungewear, all kinds of good stuff. Body pillows, coffee mugs, t-shirts. Um, definitely want to check out the declaration uh, in the uh, line of Judah stuff, as well as the rest of stuff at the rest at the bottom here. Bleed stop. I could use some of that right now. My mouth is driving me nuts right now. But thanks for being here today, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. So you know the problem with having a great sponsor like my pillow is if uh, the audience doesn't support. Uh, my pillow, they go away. So thanks guys for your support. It's been great so far. Every week we get orders in. Thank you guys very much. Much love and God bless you all. Facebook, True Social, and Gab links at the very bottom as well as the email address, Linktree, and P.O. Box, how you can get a hold of me. Everything Uncensored Abe at the website. Check it out when you get time. Everything, uh, over everyone over at the Fox without, I appreciate you guys being here today. A bunch of great creators over there. Newstime Live, 412 and on, based Amy, True Reporting, Johnny's Dangerously, Sloan TV, WHR Rivero, Patriot News, and Patriot Soapbox all live right now. And you guys are here hanging out with me. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here. Um, knock my socks off. Polydius, Tam Growl, Keep True, Persnick, good to see you out there. Bitch Toria, good to see you as well. Mag, Mag, Mag Suno. Victoria, thank you for the shades. Much love. I appreciate that. Uh, person X 98 today where you guys, it's like 93 here, buddy <laughs> in Wisconsin. I'm with you. Uh, the, the air conditioning is not keeping up with the heat here today in this place, but I, it's still like 75 in here, so it's not too bad. 
Thanks for being here today, bro. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Max Uno 75 in Washington. Gotcha, gotcha. Ohio Patriot dropping a can on me as well. Thanks, everyone over there at the Fox Lot app for being over there with me today. I appreciate you guys. Much love. Let's go check in with um, with the other platforms here real quick. As you can tell, my, my brain is just scrambled from that, <laughs> from the Novocaine shots. It just It's literally just coming on numb right now, and it's, I'm starting to feel the pain from it and stuff. So I'm going to try to get through this as quick as possible. I got about a half hour, 40 minutes of videos to play for you guys that are that you guys need to see. So we'll do that today, and then we'll hopefully we can soldier through the second half. Thanks, guys, for being here today. Everyone over there on Rumble, Chris, uh, Thanks for being here today. Uh, Ilda the Hun, Just Mojo. Hello, fam. I really have, I'm in a really bad mood. So pissed off watching the January 6th. Yeah, just don't even watch it. Why raise your blood pressure? <laughs> uh, it's good to see you out there, Just Mojo. God bless you. I hope all is well. Everyone over there on Twitch, good crowd over there. Thanks, thanks for being here today, guys. Much love. Johnny B's in the house, Firecracker Patriot. Um, Chris out there modding as well. Uh, Whale Cloud, Brian, good to see you, brother. Thanks again for the donations uh, yesterday. Appreciate that very much. Dr. Jay Blazer's in the house. Good to see you. Uh, yeah. They don't They don't get the the trolling is a respecting thing. You know what I'm saying, Dr. Jay Blazer? It's like I, I, I mess with you because I, I, I respect you. I, I love you. You know, that's how I grew up. My, my dad trolled the fuck out of me my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Lighten up, Francis. Capra girl, good to see you out there. Um. As well as everyone else finding their way into the show today, we're going to start off today with um, with President Putin and Megyn Kelly's uh, panel yesterday. I want to actually watch that whole thing. It's about twenty five minutes long. What's up, Matt? Good to see you, brother. Hope all is well. Thanks for all you do, my friend. Tech two sixty four is in the house. Smee's in the house. Separate five, brother. Yeah, don't watch January six. <laughs> Can't watch January six stuff. I hear you. I mean, I see that I, I get that people want to just know what they're saying, but it's it's meant just to piss you off. Their 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 goal is to gaslight you. So, all right. So, if you guys are just getting in here today, I just had a tooth yanked out. I cracked a tooth uh, a couple of years ago, and it's gotten bad, and I had to get it taken out today. So, I'm struggling a little bit. The Novocaine's just kind of coming off right now, and it's still bleeding a little bit. So, I'm going to um. To play the, it's, it's going to be video heavy for the first half, and hopefully for the second half, I'll start to feel a little bit better. Joe Biden is a, is not only a disgrace to society and America, but he's freaking clueless, dude. Listen to listen to this. Hold on. He he tried to hold a, a press conference today, and it's almost always laughable. But today was especially um, interesting. You need to hear this. Check this out. Because we know how these people work. So what are they telling us here? Mr. President, are you uh, confident you have, I know you're looking for more money from Congress for the, this vaccine campaign and for, for COVID funding going into the fall. Uh, how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there and, and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. So here they go. Joe's telling us that there's going to be another pandemic. Isn't that great? So you know they're gonna the fucker is gonna continue. And they're going to continue to uh 
to try this shit during elections. I wanted to give a shout out to my friend and, uh, and Patriots, Patrick Holly, who's been through the ringer for his whole life. Reminder on October 26th, 2020, Patrick Holly wrote this article full release. Ashley Biden diary reveals child sex, trauma, drug abuse, and resentment for Joe and a whistleblower. Huh? Patrick Holly wrote this article on October 26, 2020 and was absolutely chastised for it. Nobody covered it. We did. We, we, we made sure everyone saw it out there because we knew Patrick, um, does his due diligence. But, um, of course, you know, anybody who tells truth these days gets smeared from every angle and you, you never know what the hell's going on. You can't figure out if it's truth. Can't figure out if it's false, but nonetheless, a shout out to Patrick Holly for having the courage to walk into the fire and deliver Ashley Biden's diary to the people before the election so that people could be informed on it. Yeah. But no, we don't do that. Um, Arizona House Speaker receives award for refusing to overturn the 2020 election results. Who is this? Arizona Republican House Speaker has been awarded the John F. Kennedy Profile and Courage Award for his refusal to consider overturning the 2020 election results. Speaker Rusty Bowers rebuffed repeated direct efforts by former President Donald Trump and his attorney Rudy Giuliani and others to overturn President Joe Biden's narrow victory over Trump in Arizona. This article was dropped on April 21st, 2022. This guy happens to be in the news again today. As a conservative Republican, I don't like the results of the presidential elections at Bowers, but I voted for President Trump and I worked really hard to reelect him, but I cannot and will not entertain a suggestion that we violate current law to change the outcome of a certified election. What law are you violating, meathead? Can can you just not obfuscate and say, I'm not going to violate the law by overturning a certified election because I was told they can't do that. What law, what law specifically, Mr. Bowers, are you violating by, by not overturning the election, but actually decertifying fraudulent electors? No one says what happens after that. No one's, no one knows. Okay. In fact, the Supreme court probably will get involved because nobody really knows. So what law there, Mr. Bowers, are you, uh, you know, you're violating there. You want, you want to tell us? Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Let us know. Wait, I'm waiting. Freaking idiots, dude. Who cares? News dropping a ship on me. Thanks, brothers. And a 445 gold pills. May as well give them to you. Holy place. <laughs> hey, man. Thank you. You don't have to do that, bro. You don't have to do that. Thank you. God bless you, brother. All right. 25 minutes. Uh, 26 minutes. Megan Kelly. Yesterday in the International Economic Forum with a roundtable that um, I, I saw. What? Wait a minute. This is 2017, but I saw people spinning this stuff yesterday. Nonetheless, I do want to hear it because it would be interesting to hear from their point of views. But I heard some people talking about this yesterday. I didn't realize it was from 2017. I thought this was more recently. But nonetheless, St. Petersburg International Economic Forum plenary meeting. Vladimir Putin attending a plenary meeting of the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum from 2017. Um, I let's see here. Is there's nothing newer? Nothing newer here, is there? No, there's not. 
All right. Well, I do want to hear this, and it's going to give me a chance to let my my mouth heal up and catch up a little bit more. So, President Putin and a uh, in a roundtable. We I'd never saw this before. Uh, uh, Modi is there, as well as the Austrian uh, Chancellor uh, Christian Kern, as well as the President of Moldova, Igor Dodon. Who uh, <laughs> that guy? Yeah. So there you go. There's Being that. Let me play this Italy. today here real quick, and then we'll check and in what's going on out there. welcome to the Petersburg International Economic Forum. Welcome to our distinguished guests, to our host. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Megan Kelly, and welcome to the International Economic Forum. Welcome to our distinguished guests, to our host, President Putin, and to all of you. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. Yes, yes. How about for our host and our guests? We've been in St. Petersburg for a few days and understand that this is an important place, a personal place to President Putin, and now we understand why. It's incredibly beautiful, the gorgeous rivers, the romantic bridges, the beautiful weather, right? <laughs> and most of all, the lovely people who have given us such a warm welcome, and I'll tell you, just in our few days here, have made us feel like we have far more in common than we do apart. And so the, lead the world leaders need to figure out the differences, but I think the people feel bonded in a lovely way. So today, today we're going to have some opening remarks and then we'll get into some questions and hopefully mix it up a little bit. And uh, with that, I turn it over to our host, Russian Pre President Vladimir Putin. Ladies and gentlemen, Dear friends, it's my pleasure to welcome all the participants. Okay, this is President Putin, and this is what I really wanted to hear. So let me just boost this audio a little bit more. Um, again, this is 2017, um, but I think it'll be interesting to hear uh, Putin in his own words. So let's check it out. Of the 21st St. Petersburg International Economic Forum, heads of international institutions heads of state and representatives of the government, leaders of business from dozens of countries from throughout the globe. We appreciate sincerely your interest towards the Russian Federation, your resolve to maintain dialogue and partnership. We're open for joint work to implement mutually beneficial projects to cooperate in resolving most important strategic issues of the global development. Only in concert, uniting our efforts, we can overcome the current disbalances and provide for sustainable growth of the global economy, elaborate fair rules of trade and fair competition, reduce the level of poverty, resolve acute social welfare issues, cope with such threats as terrorism, regional conflicts and controversies, propagation of nationalism, xenophobia. I don't know if you could hear it. It's from Black Hawk Down. It says, uh, it's all on the grind, Sergeant. <laughs> I'm 
hoping you could hear it all right. I, it, it's kind of a bad time for it to play. Thank you, Chris, for t- testing it out. <laughs> and they should put the alert up on the screen, but I was looking away. Here you go, guys. Uh, not only at the threshold, we have already facing huge civilizational challenges. The ecosystem burden is going up as a result of man-made impact and natural developments and disasters. These issues want profound investigation analysis, but it's obvious that elaborating our policies, joint policy of action, we should be consistent and responsible. Only like this we can implement the necessary decisions in the interest of the global harmonious development. New technology keep changing the current pattern of life, form new fields and professions, open new avenues for development and give rise to new threats. I know that all of you yesterday have been working hard, meeting in different sessions, discussion platforms and roundtables. All that was voiced, but still I would like to reiterate, we are facing systemic long-term challenges and all the repercussions currently we cannot calculate and reckon and forecast and we cannot waste time bickering, uh, being engaged in strife and playing geopolitical games. We, we need wisdom and responsibility. We need to search for unconventional solutions. We need new formats of interaction by states, regional integration groups, interaction between business community and academia. We need to use the potential of such a unique universal entity as the United Nations Organization. And here we have the Secretary General attending this plenary. I'd like to thank you, Your Excellency. Let's welcome the Secretary General with a round of applause. We suggest that the platform of St. Pete should see a special international youth section established as it's the youths that will define the day of tomorrow. These are the people who will build our new future and live there. The participants of that section could jointly analyze and shape and construct a concept of future for their countries and civilizations by and large. Ladies and gentlemen, dear colleagues, Russia has been contributing and will be stepping up its contribution to the resolution of global problems. We have been implementing large-scale environmental programs, including the Arctic region. We've been stepping up high-quality food supplies to global markets. We've been stepping up participation in the programs by World Health Organization to find answers to, great answers to global challenges. We're ready to use the powerful potential of Russian basic science. Thanks to the great schools in mathematics and theoretical physics, we're able to attain leadership in a number of lines and areas of the so-called new economy. I'm referring primarily to the digital economy. Russian IT enterprises are globally competitive. Russian professionals not only suggest and offer the best software solutions, they create a new environment for developments of economy and life. By seizing the opportunity, I would like, by the way, to congratulate the students of St. Pete ITMO University that have been able to once again, for the seventh time running, to win the first place at the ACM International Collegiate Programming Contest. And uh, 
our host has mentioned the wonderful people residing in St. Pete, and she's quite right. These are deserving people, and they merit our praise. The youths of St. Pete do merit our praise, and they are a confirmation of that. To step up our uh, personnel, intellectual, and technological advantages in digital economy, we will act in areas of systemic importance. What am I referring to first? We need to come up with a brand new flexible regulation to deploy digital technology in all the spheres of life. And uh, at that, we should make all our decisions, bearing in mind the needs of information security of the government, state, business, and our people. Second, the government will support those companies that are bearers of solutions and competence in IT that are of wide-reaching intersectoral effect. These are big data analysis and processing, artificial intelligence and neurotechnology, Internet of Things, technologies of virtual and augmented reality, a number of others. Third, with the participation of state and private enterprise, we will create supporting infrastructure for the digital economy, including secure communication lines and data centers. By the way, I'd like to draw your attention to the fact that this infrastructure should be based on the state-of-the-art technology and solutions. Fourth, we want to manifold step up the training of specialists in digital economy. We want to resolve a broader task of a national scale to attain or the universal digital literacy. For that, we need to step up the Thank system of education at all levels, starting from schools and up to high schools and universities, and definitely we should deploy programs of training for different age groups. Uh, under my instruction, the government of the Russian Federation pre prepared a, a program to bolster digital economy. I'd like to turn your draw attention to the fact that we should be clear about the funding and mechanisms thereof, and we will discuss all these issues at the next meeting of Council for Strategic Development and Priority Projects. Uh, dear colleagues, I reiterate the digital economy is not a separate uh, industry. It is, by and large, a foundation that will help us create brand new business models, models of trade, logistics, and uh, patterns of production will change the format of education, health care, public administration, communications between our people, and respectively will set the new paradigm of development for the government economy and the whole of the society. In this domain, we will erect our economic and technological policy, industry and infrastructural development will shape open, fair and liberal liberal environment, business environment and flexible labor market will solve goals that will help attain long-term growth. Right now we can say that we're seeing a new upcycle in our economy. The GDP of the Russian Federation has been growing the third quarter in a row. Preliminary, we assess. Keep going with this, guys, or move on that in April it increased by 1.4%. Car sales are going up as, a, as well as mortgage lending. Uh, why am I mentioning all that? The specialists and professionals know that globally experts believe that these indicators are very important signs of economic recovery and surge in consumer demand. Like for you to know, I can tell you that in the four, first four months of this year, we have seen the sales of cars going up by 2.1%. We have attained the inflation targets, and we expect that as a result of the year, it's going to be 
below four points, which is our target. And thanks to that, the Bank of Russia has been gradually reducing its policy rate. By the by, on the sidelines of the forum, national investors and business representatives have noted high quality of Russian macroeconomic policy. Yesterday, I met with representatives of global major investment funds, and we talked that it's a weight argument for them to stay at Russian market and come to Russian market. As a result of the first quarter inflow, the FDI into the Russian economy. All right, yeah, I don't want to bore you guys out, and I thought this was going to be more interesting than it is. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, we will just go ahead and move on. I appreciate you guys very much. Uh, let's see, breaking news: revolts withdraw ten electors. Uh, is this is this some hit? This is a garbage piece, I think. Client, I think this is. Huge breaking news. This is, yeah, I don't know when this is from, bro. This is this is when they when he accidentally. This is when he accidentally reported that they voted to reclaim the electors. That's not what happened. But we reported on this that day, January twenty fifth. So uh, I'll just keep moving on. All right. Um, police report proves plainclothes electronic surveillance unit members were embedded among January 6th protesters. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I'm sure you guys are surprised. Embedded ESU members wore a specific bracelet on their left wrist, identifying them as MPD personnel. Really? Huh? What do you know about that, huh? Um, I want to hear this article, but I, with my mouth hurting the way it is right now, I'm not even going to try to read this. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and let, uh, Epoch times read this article for us. It's going to be about 10 or 15 minutes long, but, uh, I want to go ahead and kind of follow through and read this. So here we go. Epoch times, uh, police report proves plainclothes electronic surveillance members. Huh? Who knew? Exclusive police report proves plainclothes electronic surveillance unit members were embedded among January 6th protesters. While there is growing speculation that federal agents and Capitol Police were involved in instigating acts of violence during the January 6, 2021 protests and recording responses for the purposes of entrapment, evidence now proves that plainclothes members of a special electronic surveillance unit were embedded among the protesters for the purposes of conducting video surveillance. Evidence also points to a day of security deficiencies and police provocation for the purpose of entrapment. According to a report First Amendment Demonstrations, issued January 3, 2021, by Chief of Police Robert Conti of the Metropolitan Police Department, Homeland Security Bureau, Special Operations Division, obtained exclusively by the Epoch Times the MPD began to activate Civil Disturbance Unit platoons on January 4, 2021. Full activation of 28 platoons was scheduled to occur on the following two days. According to the Department of Justice website, a CDU is composed of law enforcement officers who are trained to respond to protests, demonstrations, and civil disturbances for the purpose of preventing violence, destruction of property, and unlawful interference with persons exercising their rights under law. The objective of NPD was to assist with the safe execution of any First Amendment demonstration and ensure the safety of the participants, public and the officers. 
CDU personnel and special operations division members were to monitor for any demonstration and or violent activity and respond accordingly, according to the report. There has been speculation that federal agents and Capitol Police were involved in instigating acts of violence during the protests for the purposes of entrapment. As Red State reported in October 2021, multiple surveillance videos show masked men opening up the doors to the U.S. Capitol building to allow protesters to enter. In fact, one video shows them entering while Capitol Police officers simply stand around. Yet, we have no idea who those men are. The Covert Cadre of Provocateurs On a December 7, 2021, episode of Tucker Carlson Tonight, the attorney for several January 6 prisoners, Joseph McBride, identified a man tagged on the internet by so-called sedition hunters as red-faced 45. The man, dressed in red from head to toe with even his face painted red appears in a video engaging in continuous dialogue with uniformed personnel and others whom McBride insists are agents embedded in the crowd. McBride said the man is clearly a law enforcement officer. He passes out weapons, sledgehammers, poles, mace. Some of those things come in contact with some of the other protesters who have subsequently been charged with possessing dangerous weapons and are using dangerous weapons at the Capitol. That is clearly entrapment. That is clearly the government creating conditions of dangerousness and entrapping members of the crowd to possess weapons and possibly use them for reasons that we cannot comprehend. On January 13, 2021, J. Michael Waller, senior analyst for strategy at the Center for Security Policy, published a first-hand account of his observations. Waller is also president of Georgetown Research, a political risk and private intelligence company in Washington, D.C., and was founding editorial board member of NATO's peer-reviewed defense strategic communications journal and a senior analyst with Wikistrat. He is convinced people were embedded in the crowd to execute an organized operation planned well in advance of the January 6 joint session of Congress. According to Waller a covert cadre of people were scattered throughout the crowd to encourage people toward the Capitol, including fake Trump protesters he suspected were Anifa wearing Trump or mega hats backwards. The Epoch Times reported on January 1 that senior federal law enforcement officials refused to answer questions about an Arizona man named Ray Epps, captured on video the day before the rally wearing a Trump hat repeatedly encouraging protesters to go into the Capitol the next day. Many were suspicious of him. Chance of Fed, Fed, Fed drown him out. On January 6, he is seen telling the crowd we are going to the Capitol, where all of our problems are. Epps is also seen standing before a bike rack barricade, whispering into the ear of a protester wearing his Trump hat backwards. Moments later, that man is joined by others in tearing down the barricade. Epps is then seen running with the crowd toward the Capitol building. Despite the evidence, Epps has not had any charges filed against him and his photo has been removed from the government's list of most wanted people from the event. Bobby Powell, host of The Truth is Viral podcast, has several videos exposing two men, clad all in black, whom he believes are FBI informants. They are seen breaking windows, attacking the Capitol building, and even pushing people inside. 
McBride finds it strange that these provocateurs, as he calls them, have yet to be charged, despite their having a much more active role in the Capitol incident than some who were charged, including some individuals who never even set foot on Capitol grounds. The proof. Unknown to the public until now, the First Amendment demonstrations report also reveals that an undisclosed number of plainclothes MPD ESU members were embedded into the crowd to document the actions of the demonstrators and MPD's response to any civil disobedience or criminal activity. In 2016, the MPD purchased 2,800 body-worn cameras. It is unclear who the MPD ESU members were. However, they are never referred to as officers or police. Of the 37 specialized units listed as part of the MPD, an ESU is not among them. In order for other security personnel to recognize embedded ESU members among the protesters, they wore a specific bracelet on their left wrist identifying them as MPD personnel, the report stated. Because he didn't assume the job as police chief until January 2, 2021, Waller believes Conti inherited rather than set up the ESU. However, Waller is confident this report raises a lot of questions. While it is admittedly an important type of unit to have in the nation's capital, electronic surveillance requires warrants, Waller told the Epoch Times. The word surveillance itself implies intrusive rather than passive monitoring of people, in which case it would be required for the police to get warrants to conduct electronic surveillance on people. What kind of warrants were asked for and under which jurisdiction? Were they issued? If not, why? Are such warrants necessary for the type of surveillance this unit was doing and how does it work? This raises a huge amount of questions about an entirely new kind of surveillance unit by the police chief of the nation's capital. Waller also said the reference to members of the unit, as opposed to officers or agents, is also very disturbing. While he said the rest of the memorandum sounds very disciplined in its language and specific, that it doesn't identify officers as members of the electronic surveillance unit is very troubling. Are they using private contractors? Are they using political volunteers? Waller posed. Are using paid agents of different types? We don't know. This is something the public has a right to know, and we need to get to the bottom of it. If the D.C. police is running electronic surveillance on American citizens without warrants, this could be a very serious breach of our civil liberties. Intentional Security Deficiencies An October 29, 2021 report by Politico exposed that a 17-page strategy report called the Civil Disturbance Unit Operational Plan showed that police made plans for plainclothes officers to monitor protesters and carry out five objectives to provide an environment in which lawful First Amendment activity can be safely demonstrated, to prevent any adverse impact to the legislative process associated with unlawful demonstration activity, to effectively mitigate actions associated with civil disorder, safely respond to crimes of violence and destruction-slash-defacing of property, to safeguard and prevent any property damage directed at the U.S. Capitol, West Front inaugural platform and all congressional buildings. Establish and maintain a fixed march route while excluding access to counter protesters to minimize potential for violent interactions. 
However, because the CDU was understaffed and unprepared, it failed in all its objectives. According to a 140-page report issued by then-Capitol Police Inspector General Michael Bolton review of the events surrounding the January 6, 2021, takeover of the U.S. Capitol Capitol Police's CDU was ordered by supervisors not to use the department's most powerful tools, like stun guns. Bolton's report, which has not yet been widely released to the public, also contends heavier, less lethal weapons, including stun grenades were not used that day because of orders from leadership. Bullshit! The CDU was given riot shields, many locked in a bus some distance away, that shattered upon impact. They had expired weapons that didn't work and inadequate training. Bolton's report also noted that officials were warned in an intelligence assessment three days before the protest that stopped the steel's propensity to attract white supremacists militia members and others who actively promote violence may lead to a significantly dangerous situation for law enforcement and the general public alike, and that Congress itself is the target. However, reports surfaced that then-acting House Sergeant-at-Arms Timothy Blodgett sent a memo to lawmakers informing them that security officials found that there does not exist a known, credible threat against Congress or the Capitol complex that warrants the temporary security fencing. Correct. Some Capitol Police officers were reportedly told to go home amid staffing shortages, reported Business Insider. According to the United States Capitol Police timeline of events for January 6, 2021 attack, also obtained by the Epoch Times, USCP Deputy Chief Gallagher replies to the Department of Defense via text on January 3, 2021, that a request for National Guard support is not forthcoming at this time after consultation with Chief of Police Stephen Sund. On January 4, 2021, Cop Sund asked Senate Sergeant-at-Arms Michael Stenger and House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul Irving for authority to have National Guard to assist with security for the January 6, 2021 event based on briefings with law enforcement partners and revised intelligence assessment. Cop Sund's request is denied. SSAA and HSAA tell COP Sun to contact General Walker at D.C. National Guard to discuss the Guard's ability to support a request if needed. Cop Sun notifies General Walker of D.C. National Guard, indicating that the USCP may need D.C. National Guard support for January 6, 2021, but does not have the authority to request at this time. General Walker advises COP Sun that in the event of an authorized request, D.C. National Guard could quickly repurpose 125 troops helping to provide D.C. with COVID-related assistance. Troops would need to be sworn in as USCP. However, the timeline shows it took over three hours and five frantic requests before the National Guard was deployed. During his opening remarks before two Senate committees on March 3, 2021, Walker told members of Congress he received a frantic call from Sund in the early afternoon advising that the security perimeter of the Capitol was being breached. However, military leaders informed him that deploying troops would not be good optics. During testimony before the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee, Pyatt and Flynn denied making such comments. At the hearing, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene informed the committee three people were involved in turning down repeated requests for the deployment of the National Guard. Chuck Schumer in the Senate, Nancy Pelosi in the House, and Mayor Muriel Bowser. Also involved, 
are the SSAA Stenger, who answers directly to Schumer, and HSAA Irving, who answers directly to Pelosi. On January 22, 2021, reports began to surface with images of National Guard members who were forced to stay in nearby parking garages in near-freezing temperatures sparking outrage among lawmakers on both sides of the political aisle. In stark contradiction to then-acting House Sergeant-at-Arms Timothy Blodgett's assessment that no credible threat against Congress or the Capitol complex existed to warrant temporary security fencing, there are multiple admonishments in the First Amendment demonstration's report of the importance for the members to monitor the fence line and orders that all members were to monitor 16th Street and the surrounding area for any potential issues or demonstrations. Members assigned to the bicycle rack were ordered to restrict pedestrian and vehicle movement upon making the closure of the police lines. The bicycle rack, in conjunction with police cars and blocking vehicles will create a barrier in which no person or vehicle will be allowed to pass, the report said. However, video evidence shows police waving protesters past bike racks and even removing them to open a path into the restricted areas to encourage people to move toward the Capitol building. A March 2, 2021, USCP report of investigation regarding the incident, also obtained by the Epoch Times, confirms that on Wednesday, January 6, 2021, an unknown officer violated USCP Directive 2053.013, Rules of Conduct, when they allegedly waved unauthorized persons into a restricted area secured by bike racks toward the U.S. Capitol during an insurrection. Evidence in the case included the video posted to Twitter, dated January 6, 21, and CCTV of the east front of the U.S. Capitol, dated January 6, 21. On Monday, February 1, 2021, then Office of Professional Responsibility Commander of the United States Capitol Police, Inspector Michael Schaefer, sent an email with the Twitter video of the unidentified officer to Inspectors Amy Hyman, Thomas Lloyd, Kimberly Bollinger and Acting Inspector Jessica Babulis requesting assistance in identifying the UO. All parties responded to Schaefer that they were unable to identify the UO. The recommendation was that the report be approved and the case closed. On February 4, 2021, this case was put on hold pending a review by the U.S. Attorney's Office of Public Corruption. No further information is available. <laughs> Provocation and entrapment. In a June 10th interview with Epic TV's Facts Matter, Julie Kelly, a political consultant in Illinois and senior contributor for American Greatness, described January 6, 2021, as an inside job and something Democrats and some Republicans and federal agencies put together to entice and entrap people who went to hear President Donald Trump's speech. She noted that the FBI used agents to try to infiltrate the so-called militia groups. Jeremy Brown exposed a video of FBI terrorist task force agents attempting to recruit him to spy on fellow Oath Keepers. The Department of Justice still won't answer questions about Ray Epps, an Arizona resident captured on video encouraging protesters to breach the Capitol building. Kelly also noted how Capitol Police used flashbangs, tear gas, and rubber bullets to inflame the crowd and provoke a lot of the confrontations seen in videos now being used as evidence to arrest, charge and incarcerate those who attended the rally. 
More specifically, she accused Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and Democrat Majority Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi of intentionally leaving Capitol grounds unsecured. She further alleged it was a setup designed specifically to cripple the mega movement. While Bolton's report said heavier, less lethal weapons, including stun grenades, were not used that day because of orders from leadership, the Capitol Police timeline says United States Capitol Police personnel deploy munitions at the Rotunda Door at 1,645 hours where protesters were alleged to be pushing in doors and breaking windows. Three minutes later, USCP deployed chemical munitions on Lower West Terrace to disperse insurrectionists. Video footage found at Gateway Pundit shows flash grenades being launched by Capitol Police into a group of protesters, consisting of women, children, and elderly people, who were standing peacefully behind barriers. According to American Greatness, Capitol Police were also firing on the crowd with rubber bullets. The approximate time of the confrontation was around 1.36 p.m. However, the USCP timeline does not mention the deployment of these flash grenades. Another video, which still exists on tayaparty.org, was filmed by Cash Kelly from ground level where the flash grenades went off. Kelly, who is now himself in prison regarding pre-trial release violations regarding a previous charge and the subsequent charges related to his presence in Washington, is shown ensuring the evacuation of women in the area where the flash grenades exploded. The police started shooting at people, Kelly says. There were kids in the crowd. More extensive video footage, analyzed by Ray Dietrich of Red Voice Media, shows the beginning of violence on January 6. An unidentified USCP officer is seen repeatedly yelling down to the crowd, assembled peacefully below his position, advising that if they want to get a good picture they should go up into the bleachers. The video shows the moment either stun grenades or tear gas canisters were deployed into the crowd of protesters, Dietrich says as the video plays out. The question I have, after a 20-year career in law enforcement, is why were these munitions deployed? I have picked this video apart and many more, and cannot see why the USCP used this force against the crowd. There is no fighting and no violence, so why did they target these people with less lethal weapons? What happened next? Dietrich asks rhetorically. Chaos. Violence. The crowd fought back. The capital was breached. As the stunned crowd scurries in the attack, police can be seen spraying people in the face with pepper spray. In another segment, three police officers are beating a protester who is being held on the ground. In a measure that further escalates the tension, police begin deploying tear gas into the already frantic crowd. In a course of 20 minutes, a once peaceful scene descends into total chaos. In June 2021, reports surfaced that the Justice Department had begun to release its own video footage, including footage from body-worn cameras that allegedly show assaults against police officers defending the U.S. Capitol. A summary of findings shows that Evidence shows that until the deployment of munitions, the crowds were peaceful. MPD Electronic Surveillance Unit members were embedded into the crowd to document the actions of the demonstrators and MPD's response to any civil disobedience or criminal activity. 
Of the 37 specialized units listed as part of the Metropolitan Police Department and ESU is not among them. All right, so there you go. Patricia Tolson putting it all together, talking about specialized electronic surveillance units, 37 of them embedded with regards to the Metropolitan Police Department, and they don't want to talk about that. It's interesting what they don't want to talk about, do they? Not going to talk about this stuff. No, 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 no. We all know what happened on January 6th. And um, so for those of you that are spending the time <laughs> trying to uh, watch that crap, I don't know why, because it's just a, it's Hollywood garbage. Don't, don't waste your time. This is our first report I've seen. A tear gas was used to move people. There did not seem to be any evacuation routes. Uh, yeah, we, we've been covering it pretty steady and uh, North Georgia dog uh, as much as possible ever since I got back from there. So uh, thanks for being here today. I appreciate you very much. Tech 264 said deployment of tear gas is used to move people. There did not seem to be any evacuation routes. Very important point, Tech 264. Good to see you. Thanks for being here today, guys. Much love. I'm trying to soldier through. I had, a, I had an extraction about three hours ago. Uh, for a cracked tooth and it's still it's now that's that it's wearing off it's really starting to hurt so i'm trying to soldier through a show today guys uh, that's why i'm kind of playing videos and just kind of moving through this stuff so i'm hoping that i'll feel better for the second half to where i'll be able to just kind of mm, summarize these articles without um <laughs> without saliva drooling down my throat and stuff yes i was indeed there my friend good to see you out there um we watched as they fired a flashbang right over my head and they killed uh, the first man that died with a heart attack and then watched as people started getting... Actually, that's right about when we left. Then we started... As we were trying to leave, they were blocking routes. Um, there were people that were standing up on areas where you can get around to, to walk out with holding their feet across so you couldn't get by. And I was like, dude, can you move your fucking feet so we can go by here? No, go underneath. Fuck you. So you could tell people were, were blocking routes to make it harder for people to, to exfil the area. Um, and it took us like a half hour, 45 minutes to round up everybody to get the hell out of there. But, but, uh, yeah, it definitely helped uh, a lot. Ice on my face. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here with ice on my face and do a show. I'd rather just, you know, shut the show off. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm just trying to soldier through today, bro. Um, because I, I just love hanging out with you guys and, and, um, uh, we're, we're, we're getting, we're gaining momentum here as, as a platform. So the other links that are in that there was this New York times key findings from inspector general's report on capital riot intelligence failures, orders to use less aggressive measures and equipment breakdowns contributed to the Capitol police botched response. A watchdog found the watchdog also had very biased stuff as well. Um, so I was hoping, you know, that I could, that I could click the link here. And it has a link on April 13th, 2021 for a new report by Capitol Police Internal Watchdog, right? So I'll just, I'll just click that link and that'll bring me to the report, right? No. Brings me to another New York Times article where I click on another scathing new report. And that, what does that bring me? That brings me to a New York Times article. So apparently I can't have a copy of the 100 page, uh, 104 page document. The inspector general, Michael Pulse, uh, Bolton criticized the Capitol police preparing to respond for the mob violence. Blah, blah, blah says in the New York times. But anyways, there you go. There's that. Um, 
Let me keep it moving here today. Um, Pro-abortion activist staged baby doll procession in front of Justice Amy Coney Barrett's home. Don't forget, in case all you guys don't do out there, I'm trying my best, Patriot Lady. Thanks for hanging out here today. <laughs> get on the ice, put the ice on, and get some sympathy vote. <laughs> there are many that would definitely do that, my friend. I'm not one of them. Um, a group of pro-abortion activists carrying baby dolls descended upon Justice Amy Coney Barrett's home over the weekend. And as you guys know, it is illegal to protest in front of people's homes. And you can tell that these people were definitely paid I realize that this is hard for you guys to want to watch, but just I want to point. I, I want to hear their perspective. I want to hear, you know, what they have to say on this stuff, and see if there's any kind of there there to what they're saying. You know what I mean? It's important to hear these people in their own words so you can understand, you know, what's going on out here. <sighs> Listen to the biggest group of useful idiots on the planet. We are here at Justice Amy Coney Barrett's house today with our arms tied, with our mouths covered. I wish your mouth was covered, moron. This is what Cover your Amy's mouth. America Tell looks me. like. Children will be forced to give birth to children. Women will be silenced. Women will uh, be invalidated. No. no. Women will be told they are Incorrect. less than. No. Women will be told they are inferior. No, 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 no. And that is not sorry, okay. that, that is brainwashing. We I'm very sorry that, that you think happen. that way, but you're a fucking so all idiot. All of you who say you are pro-choice, get up and say it out loud. Get up, take No, stop killing babies. Today. Really, honestly, stop killing babies. Really, you really need to stop doing that. Honestly. Yes, we're, we're trying to save our, our, our children, indeed. It's not fair. It's just too bad that you're too stupid to see that. So, yeah, there's these idiots. Look at these idiots, dude. Yeah, smack your fat ass stomach. Why don't you stop eating that fucking McDonald's, idiot? Rise up for abortion. We aren't incubators. Listen to these. You have to listen to these people. I'm telling you, you gotta you have to understand where they're coming from. Look at these morons. This is this is the next level of uh uh, of what's gonna happen next. Please stop producing. Yes, please continue to kill your own kids. So now that you put these outfits on, does it make you feel any kind of way? It makes me feel terrified but also powerful and like we're, we're doing something important because this is how you and your dumbass clown face feels powerful. You look like a fucking clown that should be in a circus. How, how powerful does that make you feel dumbass? How a lot of women, this is what a lot of women are going through. People are actually dying and bleeding out. Because uh, no, get a safe abortion. no, not this happening. A terrifying visual oh, shut up. You fucking Islamic fucking jihad. You fucking towel head. Go fuck yourself. You fucking t jihad towel head. It's a what, what's with the Palestinian look? What's, what's with the, go back to Palestine. See how things are over there. Terrifying visual that children are giving birth to children. They're being forced to. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no children. No, not happening. Sorry. That's literally not happening. You know what's happening is, is there is a kind of an adoption of embryos. You, you ever thought of that? You, you could stop killing the thing and you could, you know, have it be used for science or for your little uh, other human trafficking needs, whatever. That's their will. <laughs> Who no, no, is the no, dummy? No, no. Who came up with this idea? Which which George Soros funded 
dumbass is like, here, this is a good idea. This will definitely bring out like, well, this will definitely bring a lot of people to your side of the cause. Look at all of these, these, these tens of people who are very upset about this. You Palestinian fucking clown. Go put your fucking towel head back on and go back to fucking Palestine. Fuck out of here with your shit. Just a reminder that protesting in front of a justice, a Supreme Court justice's house is illegal and an arrestable offense. But nah, we don't. Nah, we don't do that in this country. No, no, not happening. Tac two sixty four said children can should not be getting pregnant in the first place. Right? No, we don't talk about that stuff. We don't talk about the uh, the the uh, sexualization of our children and how that happens. No. That's too much common sense and makes a lot of sense. So we don't do that in this world, brother. Nope, that's not how we do it. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to feel okay, but I'm, I'm hurting, man. Wisconsin Christmas Parade suspect Daryl Brooks makes an insanity plea, argues not guilty by mental disease. So you meant to let, you meant, so the Josh Call of, uh, of Wisconsin let a mentally ill, violent man out on the streets to go murder people, huh? That, is that that's that's the world we live in now? Mike Tobin with the Fox News report if it'll if it wants to play here. Um, uh, you want to? There we go. There we go. Exclusive jailhouse interview. Prosecutors say he took deliberate steps to maximize the carnage when he targeted families as they celebrated Christmas. But if you think the prosecutors say he took deliberate steps to maximize the carnage. Hold on. I'm going to boost the volume for you guys. I see that it's way low. Man, I'm not feeling great right now. Now you want to go ahead and no, targeted right, families as they celebrated Christmas. But if you think the suspect in that parade rampage is a monster, he's got a message from behind bars. Words hurt. In his first comments since the attack in Waukesha, Wisconsin, the suspect is complaining to Fox about being demonized as he sits behind bars. Mike Tobin has got the exclusive from our news hub covering the heartland. Mike? And Sandra, Daryl Brooks essentially went victim in the jailhouse interview. He said he is being dehumanized as he talked to a couple of our Fox News digital reporters who tracked him down and visited him in the Waukesha County Jail. He said this as he is being held for allegedly slamming his SUV into the crowd at the uh, uh, Waukesha Christmas Parade on November the 21st, killing six and wounding more than 60. Brooks told our reporters, I just feel like I'm being monster demonized. He answered questions, but he did not explain explain why he attacked all those innocent people at the Christmas parade. Brooks explained that no one, not even his mother, has been to see him at the jail. His mother did release a statement. I feel like I'm being monsterized. <laughs> you ran over fucking children celebrating Christmas with your car, you fucking insane psycho. 
to the local CBS affiliate, saying Daryl has suffered from mental health issues since he was very young. In those years, he received counseling and was on medication. When he became adult, a decision was made that he no longer suffered from a mental illness. Records shows uh, Brooks had run-ins with the law since 1999 when he became an adult and records became available. His crimes were often violent and they touched three states. His mother said jail is not the answer because they get released back into society sicker when they ent- than when they entered. No, we I don't all think so. see what a tragedy that can turn out to be. We know last February, Brooks was released on a $500 bail after allegedly uh, shooting at a, his I nephew. I got a solution. Days- I got a great solution for this. We can bring back public uh, stonings. And everyone who lost a child or a loved one there can just sit there and throw stones on this fucking piece of shit until he's dead. How's that sound? Madison, Wisconsin today. Um, I'm probably just going to go through what I have here today and just go relax and try to chill. My, I'm, I'm getting real freaking sore. Ugh. If you didn't hear, I got a tooth yanked today. I'm hurting. I'm trying to, I'm trying to soldier through, guys. This from Madison today. Alexander Scher, Wisconsin State Journal. Anticipating a U.S. Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade within the next week, Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin isn't scheduling abortions after June 25th. Overturning Roe could activate Wisconsin's near-complete abortion ban, first passed in 1849, although Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin's legal advocacy director in May said the organization doesn't think the statute would spring back to life. Democratic Governor Tony Evers called for the Republican legislature to convene Wednesday to repeal that ban. Uh, no. A demand the legislature will sound? almost certainly reject. The decision not to schedule abortions after June 25th is a safe measure to prevent canceling appointments if the nation's highest court overturns Roe, according to a Friday press release from Planned Parenthood. To suspend care on the same day for patients who have traveled great distance and at great cost is inconvenient in the least traumatizing for those who are caught by surprise after a highly anticipated appointment under difficult circumstances <laughs> and dangerous for those who are in the midst of an abortion procedure. Planned Parenthood oh, of Wisconsin Associate the way they spin Director this Dr. Allison Linton might be the dumbest bitch in Wisconsin. Fight to reopen compromised Paisan's restaurant building seems over. Emails. Wisconsin prioritized by Donald Trump attorneys in effort to overturn 2020 election. Car crashes into two buildings on Williamson Street in Madison. Victim of town of Oregon hit and drunk identified, investigators interview driver. The organization may resume appointments if the opinion doesn't come out June 27th as Planned Parenthood anticipates, the release said. It's definitely not planned. Huh. If the opinion doesn't come out on June 27th, so there's a hint anyway. Parenthood's position that our criminal statute automatically springs back to life, but there are absolutely people that believe that it does. Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin Legal Advocacy and Services Director Michelle Velasquez said in an interview May 18th. Dan Lennington, deputy counsel at the conservative legal group Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, said he thinks the law would activate immediately. He also pointed out Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin's decision to shut down ahead of the ruling shows they understand the risk of prosecution. Velasquez said Planned Parenthood is considering whether it would be wise to file a lawsuit challenging the state's abortion laws that could upend the Wisconsin Supreme Court which has a 4-3 to three conservative majority. Justice Brian Hagedern, who has sometimes served as a swing vote, once wrote Planned Parenthood was a wicked organization more committed to killing babies than to helping women and said Roe should be overturned. 
we just have to really think about who is making those decisions, and are we employing a strategy that is going to give us the most of the potential for success in the long term? She said. With conservative Justice Patience Roggensack's upcoming retirement, liberals have a chance to gain a court majority in 2023. Yeah, not happening. Uh, so there you go. Good news here in Wisconsin as uh, the uh, the original statute is a heavy ban on abortions with teeth. So we'll see what happens here in Wisconsin. Excuse me, that's coming uh, our way in the near future. As we keep it moving here today, thanks for being here today with me, guys. Trying to soldier through another show today. Uh, had, to, had to have a tooth, a cracked tooth yanked out about a couple hours ago, so still struggling through. Thanks for all you do. I hope your mouth feels better. Thank you, Sonny D. Thanks for being here today. It's it's great to see you over there on on uh, Rumble. Much love. Hope all is well, Sonny D. Now the question is, what the hell will be done with it and get those Patriots out of jail? I'm with you. I hear you very much. I, it's it's very frustrating. Sunny D also said, I don't like it. You have to pay for Epoch Times because then you try to share news stories. People can't get them because they won't pay. I always, uh, if you ever want an article, I, I pay for for you guys so that I can bring those to you. If you ever want an article, I will uh, archive it. So let me let me archive this one. It's probably already archived. Um so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I can archive it for you so that you can have a copy of it. Let me see here. It's probably already archived. Come on. You can work. It's that one, one gig internet connection I got, you know? All right. It's, it's working. I'll, I'll get that article out there to you guys in a minute, in a minute here. Mix up a stiff drink. I don't, they're telling me I shouldn't drink tonight, and I can't smoke and can't vape and all that stuff. So uh, no vape and no uh, <laughs> no nicotine gum. I'm just kind of blah. Why isn't this archiving? Hold on a second. Archive.is is what I've been using. Okay, now do your thing. <laughs> Some days, nothing just wants to work. That's how it works, you know what I'm saying? Some days everything works perfect. Some days it's just, no, 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 no. We're not going to, you thought that was going to work today, huh? I'll let that I'll let that do its thinking, and then we'll be back to you. I'll get that article to you. Uh, this from uh, Bill Malugan from Server Error. Bonus. Uh, from Fox News LA, as the border invasion continues. Check this out. Details on that. Bill, what you find out? Yeah, Bill, good morning to you. These are brand new numbers from CBP, and they are pretty eye-opening. They show that under President Biden, the number of people on the terror watch list arrested by Border Patrol has shot up significantly compared to President Trump. Let's get right into those numbers. If we can pull this graphic up, this is for our southern border. Brand new CBP numbers showing arrests on the terrorist screening database. So far for fiscal year 2022, which still has four months left, there have been 50 of these arrests by Border Patrol on the TSDB. You 
take a look at the years prior to that, that's up big over fiscal year 2021, which was 15, fiscal year 23, fiscal year 19, zero, then six, then two. You get the picture there. Take a look at the. Huh. A major uptick in apprehensions for terror watch lists hitting the border. How many got through? That's what I want to know. Trend. These yeah, I always use uh, saltwater gargle as well. The last couple of years, the number of these TSDB arrests have exploded. There have been 65 already these last couple of years. The previous four years combined before that, there were only 11. Case in point, people always trying to sneak into this country. If we can pull this video up, uh, we embedded with Texas DPS. This is a group of runners trying to hop a fence and get away from law enforcement. Uh, did not work out for them, though. This group of runners later arrested by state troopers and border patrol off a nearby highway. We pull up the second piece of video here. We also embedded with these Texas DPS troopers in the middle of the night. You'll see there were migrant runners just hiding in the brush all over the place. They shine their lights. They start popping out of the brush. Numerous runners there arrested as well. And then this last piece of video we'd like to show you a pursuit involving Texas state troopers with a human smuggler. One of their troopers gets behind a guy smuggling at least 10 illegal immigrants. And then you'll see there is a bailout. The driver bails out and all of the illegal immigrants start bailing out of the vehicle. They start running all over the place. The troopers outnumbered. He decides to go after the driver. And Texas DPS tells me he was successful in taking that driver down and arresting him for human smuggling. And back out here live, guys, highlighting those terror watch list numbers. It's extra concerning considering the fact that multiple CBP sources tell me just since October, there have been more than 440 thousand known gotaways here at our southern border you do the math on that that average is out to about 1,800 people slipping past our agents every day the question is who are those people yeah. we'll send it back to yeah who else is getting by <clears throat> without um without them finding yeah I, I know i know zika thank you um all right um it has a it's a squeeze bottle so you don't you don't have to but I, I i understand i appreciate it uh all right there's that let me keep it moving today disturbing video shows atlanta uh, va employee attack uh, an elderly vietnam veteran I, I i saw this story going around and i, and I wanted to hear the uh, the veteran what he had to say about this and there, see what what more was the, the context of this story what the hell is going on here let's see if we can find anything on this Right now at 6, new developments in a Channel 2 Action News investigation. For the first time, we're seeing the video of a VA employee assaulting a 73-year-old veteran. He's beating you up. He was. He, Mike Tyson met him. New tonight, you will hear why the victim believes he was hit, choked, and kicked by a man who was supposed to be there helping him. Live, local, link ranking. This is Channel 2 Action News at 6 p.m. Coverage. News at 6. I'm Linda Stofer. Hi there. I'm Justin Farmer. And this new video is chilling, isn't it? A Channel 2 Action News investigation. We first told you about the attack on a local veteran inside a VA clinic in April. And today, Channel 2 investigative reporter Justin Gray showed the victim the surveillance video of the moment he was assaulted. Justin Philip Webb says that uh, does not remember getting choked and punched and kicked and Justin is with us live today in studio. Yeah, Justin, we had to file a Freedom of Information Act request and wait more than a month and a half to get this DVD. This surveillance video that you see is here, it is hard to watch. You can see a VA patient advocate viciously hits, chokes and kicks an elderly veteran. And so you've never seen this, right? No, no. You've been waiting to see it. Yes. I brought 73-year-old Vietnam veteran Philip Webb the surveillance video of this brutal attack 
That's Webb in the video, being beaten by an Atlanta VA employee. I don't remember none of this. We obtained this surveillance video through a federal Freedom of Information Act request. Channel 2 Investigates was the first to report on this April attack at the Fort McPherson VA clinic. This man, Lawrence Gillard, is a patient advocate at the VA. He's the blurred out face here in this video. He was supposed to be helping me. Watch for yourself what happened. Webb knocks on the door in the waiting room to let Gillard know he's going to the restroom. He was waiting to discuss scheduling hernia surgery. I guess he got upset because they hit on his door. When Gillard does come out, there's a brief argument. Gillard puts his finger up to Webb's face, and when Webb tries to push it away, Gillard charges, shoving him up against the wall, choking him with both hands around his neck, then body slamming the elderly veteran to the ground where he stomps on his head, then kicks him in the head a second time. He's beating you up. He was. He, Mike Tyson made him. VA police arrested Gillard, then turned him over to U.S. Marshals. Webb was hospitalized for three days with a brain bleed. I'm just starring. I don't know what to say, you know. The Atlanta VA says in a statement, we are horrified at the video of an Atlanta VA employee assaulting a veteran. This disturbing behavior is contrary to our core values of treating veterans with the dignity and respect they deserve. We take this matter seriously and will cooperate fully with Fulton County law enforcement. What's wrong with that's the question, isn't it? Yeah, what, what is wrong with him, you know? The latest information the Atlanta VA has provided us on Gillard is that he is still employed there. Does somebody who acts that way, should they be working with veterans? No. And for, for them to let him come, come back to work, you know, that's dangerous. And we do have new information about the criminal case against that VA employee, Lawrence Gillard. He was initially charged in federal court, but in the past few days, the U.S. Attorney's Office dropped charges because of jurisdictional issues and turned it over to the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis. Her office is now leading this investigation and the eventual prosecution, Justin. So we'll wait and see what happens. Um, a, lot, a lot of times, the, v, the VA Accountability Act changed a lot of things, but one of the things it didn't change was until you are convicted of something, right? You have to allow the 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 person who is being arrested or charged with something due process before you can discipline them. So, you know, just just keep that in mind when you when you read stuff like this. But at the same time, I mean, what else do you need? What there's there's video of this. There, there's no need for for criminal action to fire the employee, right? But the VA Accountability Act and the way the VA works, that's why the VA Accountability Act was so important because um, you can't you can't freaking fire these people. It's like it's like being part of a union. It's ridiculous, man. So I, I don't know what to make of this shit, but uh, another example of uh, the problems of our world. You know what I'm saying? All right, let me keep it moving today. Thanks for being here today, guys. Thanks for all your concern. I appreciate your guys' concern. Thank you very much, guys. I, I, um, I, I had another tooth pulled uh, in March that I cracked over here. I, I used to munch on uh, um, ice too much, and then I wasn't taking very good care of my teeth and smoking and vaping. And during that time, um, bit I bit down on a couple of uh, <laughs> of pieces of ice, and it cracked two tooth, and they've been bugging me for like ten or fifteen years. Um, so, you know, you, the consequences of that, um, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like an old car, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like my old truck. It's like, if, if, why mess with something unless it's broken? I mean, unless it's really broken, just, just let it be. 
I mean, what else? It's like a truck. If, if you if you try changing any part in your truck that you know is broken, like say say your water pump stops, right? Who's out there? Who's out there that's been that's a mechanic or had the work on their vehicle? And you change the water pump, right? So now, now everything's just fine. So now you have water pumped through the system and your heat works again. But the problem is, is now all of the other leaks that uh, are in there uh, show up. So then you blow an engine or you, uh, the, cool, the, uh, the, the thermostat stops working or the heater core suddenly stops working or any other number of combination of shit that, that uh, once you fix one part of it, the other, the other part breaks. So I look at myself as like an old truck that you just kind of wait um, until it's, it's really bad. <laughs> so something's really broken. Then you go fix it. <laughs> Your teeth never get better and it is very expensive and it's, and of all of the science that we can do on this planet, you know what I'm saying? Like we can pretty much cure and do anything on this planet. We can go to we can go to uh, Mars. We can go to outer space. We can do all kinds of cool stuff. But the one thing we haven't figured out how to do on this planet is, you know, create a toothpaste or a, a tooth care uh, regimen that you know actually works you know, actually helps fix your teeth and stuff. Wouldn't that be an amazing concept if we actually put our science efforts into, you know, coming up with a toothpaste or a, or a mouthwash that, you know, actually removes bacteria and stuff from your mouth? No, we don't. We don't. Well, then dentists wouldn't be the, how would dentists do, do their work? They, would, they wouldn't have their, their all their patients. <laughs> Ziva says you can't you can't fire employees anywhere. Corporate HR is terrified of being sued. The bigger the company, the less likely they're fired. Someone, I'm with you. I'm with you, Ziva. I watched it happen, man. I watched it happen in the corporate world, and they wanted me to be a corporate puppet just like the rest. And I said, "Go fuck yourself." I get it, man. I get it. What's up, Mr. Vax? Good to see you out there. It is unreal, Sunny D. Thanks for joining us here today, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. I appreciate all your support, man. Without your guys' support, I can't do this from out without you guys. So I appreciate you guys very much. Um, yeah, Biden crashing his bike. Thank you for that, Weezy girl. It's uh, yeah, we have issues, don't we? <laughs> they 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 don't want solutions that they don't get rich off of. That's right. Swish with coconut milk. Interesting, Jane. I will check that out. I'm, I've always been terrible at taking care of my teeth. I got to admit it's, it's, I'm ashamed of it. I, and I'm ashamed to go to the dentist. <laughs> um, I am, but it's frustrating when your teeth are destroyed and you, and you, you could brush your teeth five times a day and it still doesn't fix shit, but that's the way I feel. But it's obviously not true. I mean, it's just, you have to be almost obsessive with cleaning your teeth. And I'm like, I'm kind of like an old dog, you know, <laughs> Read about pulling coconut oil. It works uh, to extract infection. I will do that, JP, uh, J. Prundelo. Gotcha. Uh, coconut oil. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for the suggestions. Stop the toothache with Invermectin. Gotcha. Tooth decay is caused by a virus. Yeah, I have that. I have uh, severe gingivitis, whatever the hell it is, and the rest, and... I really need to start fixing it, man. I've been trying. I've been trying very hard, but it's just it's, once they get to a point where you got so many problems, it's like, fuck, I'm screwed. Swish for 20 minutes. 
who the hell's got 20 minutes to sit around and swish coconut oil? <laughs> Not to mention, I can't stand coconuts. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just another day in the life. You know what I'm saying? Your teeth were destroyed by chemo. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Permanent implants are like 40 grand. Yeah, I know. I looked at them. And now I need two implants at least. And a third that's screwed up. It's all about our saliva. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out, JP Prunell. J Prunell, J, you. Nice. <laughs> that guy over there. Half water, half hydrogen. I've done that before, too. I've, I've tried dozens, dozens and dozens of different types of mouthwashes and stuff. Um, and it's just, it's gotten to a point where my mouth is so screwed that I have to get these two tooth out and another one fixed. That's a crown that I broke when I was a kid before I really can fix what's going on in my tooth, you know? So anyways, it's, it is, I'm, it's something I'm ashamed of. So I'd rather not talk about it anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you can't take care of your mouth, what can you take care of anything else? <laughs> Blenders are cheaper than implants. Them dang Indians made dentistry too expensive. <laughs> uh true. Good to see you out there. Code Talker says saga oil and cloves mixed with coconut oil. Gotcha. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go finish up the show. What I have lined up for you guys today. See what's breaking. Uh, we all have teeth issues. I know it's just, it's, it's minor bad and it's, it's, <laughs> Uh, it's something I'm ashamed of. I'll be, uh, it is, you know, it really is. When you go talk to people and you smile, you don't want to smile. You know what I mean? And, uh, the people in the Philippines are dirt poor and have great teeth. Go figure. How's that work? Has, I'm sure it has nothing to do with our water supply. Right. But, uh, all right, guys, thanks for being here today, guys. And thanks for the cup of coffees and everything else out there. Chill out. Hey, good to see you, dude. Done today. Get, uh, some alisatin <coughs> if you have an infection. Works better than antibiotics. No, I, I don't know if I have an infection. I just got a tooth yanked out earlier today. Uh, there was an infection in there, but uh, there was an infection in my other one too. It just takes some time to clear that through. But um, I'll look into that. Allicidin. I don't know. Um, the problem with these some of these alternative medicine stuff is who who to trust where to get it from. You know what I mean? What is allicidin? Uh, vegan product, P P Premier Research Allison and 60 Capitals Broad Spectrum. It looks like you can get it online pretty much anywhere, huh? All right, I'll check that out. Thank you for that. I appreciate the suggestions, guys. I'm, I'm terrified of the dentists, man. I <laughs> Put me on a war zone with, the, with my M16, and I'm, I'm good. Put me in a dentist room, <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah. Okay, you can relax now. I can relax, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fluoride, you think that could be the problem? Exactly, Brian. All right, so we're soldiering through today. Thank you, Chris, for testing the cup of coffee, and I appreciate that. The new alert appears to be working. We have the new alerts for Twitch up on the screen now. I'm trying to add some different stuff to the screen. I just, I've always, I never wanted to be too busy. You know what I mean? And it always, it seems like uh, a lot of times the screens get too busy and it kind of distracts more than anything. I really want the information to be the important thing, but it's kind of cool to be able to have the alerts for somebody buys me a cup of coffee. It pops up on the screen with a uh, black Hawk down <laughs> uh, audio. So thank you guys very much. It's at five 30 already and time is flying by today, even though we're struggling through a show today. I appreciate you guys very much. Everyone over there on Rumble, much love crowd. Good to see you guys over there, Mr. Vax and Ilda the Hun and Sunny D. 
Oh, you guys, I appreciate you guys very much. Thanks for being here today. Thank you all for the suggestions about how to improve. I appreciate you. Um, New buy me a coffee. Indeed. Thanks guys. Thanks guys very much. Uh, everyone over there on the foxhole.app, all of you guys that have donated, donated the gold pills today, tack two sixty four. God bless you, brother. I appreciate that very much. Who cares news? Uh, tack two sixty four again. Who cares news again? Ohio Patriot bits, Troy. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate your guys' support very much. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry if you keep hearing me snap my lips. It's still kind of like the, yeah. Much love, Jane. God bless you. All right, Ukraine news today. As Ukraine hunts down traders coming to a theater near you here in here in uh, Illinois or here in uh, the United States, as the opposition party gets hunted down and a, a, they created this propaganda video for the Associated Press that's four minutes long. I kind of want to just see this to see what it is. Let's see. <laughs> Ukrainian security services in northeastern city of Kharkiv are moving to arrest a man suspected of collaborating with Russia. Working with Russian forces or publicly denying the invasion can result in stiff prison sentences. Publicly denying the invasion. Nearly 400 people have been arrested under a recently enacted law in Kharkiv alone. This man being arrested because of social media posts praising the Russian president, calling for secession, and insulting the Ukrainian flag. This, again, this appears to be a propaganda piece, but... You supported Putin? Are you supporting the Russian army? You are not speaking very nicely about the Ukrainian flag. Are you showing him social media posts? He says, I'm sorry. Yes, I commented a lot. I told you, I changed my mind, he says. Gotta get those re-education camps going. Yes, I commented a lot. I told you, I changed my mind. Today, after our visit, right now... <laughs> he nods his head. Get your things and get dressed, he says. What will happen? Nothing will happen. Where are you taking me? All will be in accordance with the Ukrainian law. And there's the post to split from Ukraine is not separatism, it's evacuation. There's a rag. This rag is a symbol of death. So, social media posts getting people arrested in Ukraine. Happening now. Завтра чи післязавтра це питання другорядне. Головне неминучість того, що справедливість буде відновлена. Здравствуйте. Стоять. А, 
Переживать не стоит, отец, переживать не стоит. В какой-то момент ваш сын немножко запаниковал и повел себя вызывающе. I just thought it was important to uh, tell everybody what it was like to be in Ukraine and be uh, against the Nazi party in Ukraine. You know what I'm saying? They round you up and uh, putting you in prison camps, as always. Stupid mute button. All right, I want to read this to you guys. This is an important article today from the Supreme Court, as we're expecting more from the Supreme Court in the near future. Supreme Court rules state and local government cannot ban faith-based schools from public funding. This is most, one of the most important decisions that came out uh, in the recent times, especially today. And I want to read this article here for you from uh, Conservative Treehouse. Sundance has an article. A major win for parents and school choice today in the 6-3 decision from the Supreme Court. The high court ruled that Maine violated the Constitution by refusing to make public funds available for students to attend faith-based schools. The ruling is broad and makes it clear when any state or local government choose to subsidize private schools or provide vouchers for school choice, they must allow families pay they must allow families to pay for religious schools. This is big and was in uh, Florida. Uh, there's been a huge battle, court battle in Florida as well. So this is going to be big for all around the country today. Learned Ukraine with Abe. <laughs> uh, teachers unions, left-wing indoctrination institutions, and the media are not happy with the Supreme Court decision, which means it's perfect. The ruling now makes it possible for state and local school vouchers to be used for private faith-based schools. These sco Those schools also have religious exemptions on the types of material and educators. They allow in their pro education programs. In the bigger picture, the court has again affirmed freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. Parents who wish their children to receive a moral and virtuous education should not be blocked by state and local politicians who promote sexualization of children, immoral conduct, and alternative lifestyles for kids. SCOTUS blog has background details, including the dissent, um, which I'm just going to skip over right now. Um... But nonetheless, a very, very important ruling today in a 6-3 ruling that Roberts uh, penned today. Congratulations to all the parents out there. Now you finally can put your kids in whatever school you want. What a concept. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, bitch, Toria. Tell him he knows that it's all propaganda, right? Dozens of teenage girls are rescued from a Nigerian baby factory where they were used as sex slaves and forced to sell their babies on the black market. Where else do you think this happens in our world, family? I think this is just uh, part of what happens in Nigeria, or is this more prevalent around our disgusting, evil world that we live in now? At least 35 teen girls have been rescued from baby factory hotel in Nigeria. Police freed them from sex slavery in southeastern state of Ambria, baby factories where women are forced to have babies to sell on the black market. At least 35 teenage girls have been rescued from a baby factory hotel where they were used as sex slaves. The teenagers were rescued from the Galley Galley Hotel on Monday in the southeastern state of Ambria. Am, 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 
Anabra, Anambra, something like that, where they were used for sex slaves, prostitution, and baby factory. Nigerian police have previously freed dozens of underage women and babies from illegal maternity homes known as baby factories where women were forced to have children for sale on the black market. My question is, is any, are any of these kids stolen from black, uh, from uh, Christian schools by uh, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula? Four of the girls were pregnant, he said, while some weapons and cash were recovered from the hotel. Uh, the Investigators were uh, investigations were ongoing while the girls would be handed over to the government agencies for rehabilitation. He said the owner of the hotel was on the run while three suspects had been arrested, accused of abducting the teenagers, engaging in sexual slavery and prostitution, and operating a baby factory. All suspects will be charged uh, to to court at the end of the investigations. The so-called factories are, are usually small illegal factories parading as private medical clinics that house pregnant women and offer their babies for sale. Sounds like Planned Parenthood. So there you go. In April, um, police raided a baby factory and 200 unregistered orphanages in Lagos and rescued more than 160 children, some of whom have been sexually abused. Two months earlier in February, Lagos police told local media they had uncovered a case where a pregnant woman went to a private home to have her baby delivered only for the baby to be taken away and sold. So there you go. Another wind window into the evil that is our world. Coming to us from Michigan, governor's lost case sends $200,000 in attorney fees to put to the policy center's litigation effort. Um, these people think they believe that they are above the law. They are not. Michigan's governor, attorney general, and Department of Health and Human Services are on the hook for $200,000 in legal fees incurred from a lawsuit resolved by the state's Supreme Court. The Mackinac Center for Public Policy will collect $200,000 after the state's Supreme Court ruled against the government principles on October 2nd, 2020. Declaring Governor Witcher, Witch, Witchmer exercise of emergency powers under a 1945 law unconstitutional. The court's ruling nullified every COVID-19 executive order issued by the governor after April 30th, 2020 for five months. Quote, Governor Whitmer disregarded the law, suppressed civil liberties, and controlled the day-to-day activities of 10 million Michigan residents, said Joseph G. Lehman, president of the Mackinac Center, in a statement. Quote, during this time, the governor's orders sought to micromanage almost every aspect of our lives. We are proud to have successfully brought a suit restoring freedom to all Michiganders, and we remain vigilant to, pre- to prevent future arbitrary government action. The government's office and the attorney general's office and the MDHHS will divide the penalty evenly. MCPP and Miller Johnson law firm filed a lawsuit challenging Whitmer's emergency authority in May of 2020. And it is now two years later and we have resolved it. Isn't that great? So there's that. Quote, the governor did not possess the authority to exercise emergency powers under the EPGA because the act unlawfully delegates legislative power to the executive branch in violation of the Michigan Constitution, the Supreme Court justices wrote in their October 2020 ruling. 
Uh, she continued uh, today's ruling, so forth, so on. So there's that from the Center Square in Michigan. <clears throat> We're getting through it, guys. We're getting through it. Thank you guys for being here. Google worker fired for blowing the whistle on spiritual organization within the company that's been accused of sex trafficking. This is from June 19th, 2022 from Alicia Powell. Google fired one of its employees for blowing the whistle on a doomsday cult-like spiritual organization within the company. The employee, Kevin Lloyd, a video producer who worked in the Google developer studio, is now suing the tech giant, claiming he was unfairly fired in retaliation after he raised an alarm about the religious cult. Lord warned, Lloyd warns the group called the Fellowship of Friends has increasingly gained power at the company by hiring members of its cult-like organization to, key, to fill key positions. People are like... There's no way like this is that prevalent where people just turn a blind eye to the stuff. There's just you're just too naive and you just don't understand how the world works. No, you don't understand how the world works. Home of Fellowship of Friends. Do we dare see what uh, Wikipedia says about them? Is also known as Living Presence and the Fourth Way School, a new religious organization which is non-denominational. It has been labeled by critics and ex-members as a cult. You think? Headquarters in Oregon House, California. The membership was 1,600 people since 20, 2019. The organization was funded in 1970 by Robert Earl Burton as a fourth-way group based on the teachings of George Gurdjieff and Peter Ospensky, but present, presently incorporates additional esoteric beliefs not directly connected with the fourth-way system. <sighs> George Ivanich Gurdjieff, that guy was a Russian philosopher, mystic, spiritual teacher, and composer of Armenian and Greek descent. Taught most humans do not possess a unified consciousness and thus their lives in a state of hypnotic waking sleep. But that it is impossible to awaken to a higher state of consciousness and to achieve full human potential. He described the method of doing so, calling the work or the system... According to his principles and instructions, Gurdjieff's method was for awakening one's consciousness unites the methods of fakir, monk, and yogi. Thus is referred to as the fourth way. <laughs> Sounds, um, um, yeah, I'm not going to say anything else about that. Poitor Domanovich Obrubiskinsky, the guy over here was a Russian esotericist known for his expositions of early work on Greek-Armenian teacher of esoteric doctrine, George Gurdjieff. Gurdjieff, a Moscow in 1915, was associated with the ideas and practices originating with Gurdjieff. So this guy became a, uh, a membership of that guy. Hmm. 
Member, members of the Fellowship of Friends believe they are called to create a new civilization following a doomsday event and implores its followers to attain enlightenment to transcend a state of waking sleep. <laughs> the group, which has approximately 1,500 members internationally, also believes enlightenment is obtained by embracing arts, including ballet, painting, opera, and wine, as well as taking it up the ass every chance you get. <laughs> That's the less esoteric part of the cult, though. <laughs> Sounds like another Jim Jones. Exactly. Appreciate, man. Appreciate you for your support, bro. Uh, you guys rock. All right. I remember having a discussion a while back about inflation. And recently, people decided to troll the fuck out of me, saying, Amy, just, just so fucking clueless. You don't even fucking know what inflation is. So I just stopped watching you and stopped using your show to promote myself because I don't agree with you on inflation. So to that person out there, are you listening? Because I do know what inflation is. Apparently you don't. You don't understand how inflation can become manipulated by governments to create inflation that isn't necessarily Inflation as defined by macroeconomic principles. But hey, don't let me get in, into the weeds too much for you, man, because I realize that, uh, you know, uh, they they getting into the weeds a little bit, dude. Monetary inflation occurs when the U.S. money supply increases over time. Huh. You mean like pumping money into the economy? That causes monetary inflation? Who knows? This represents both physical and digital money circulating in the economy, including cash, checkings accounts, and money market mutual funds. The U.S. Central Bank typically influences the money plot supply by printing money, buying bonds, or changing bank reserve requirements. The Central Bank controls the money supply in order to boost the economy or to tame inflations to keep prices stable. That's the argument that they used of, of controlling how an economy works. And if you haven't looked around, uh, it doesn't seem to be working very well. Between 2021 and uh, 2020, the money supply increased roughly 25%, a historic record. Of course, it was in response to COVID-19. Since then, the Federal Reserve began tapering its bond purchases as the economy showed signs of strength. Check out this map. You want to talk about what really inflation is? You want to you you know, troll people and say, well, I'm not going to use your show to promote myself anymore because I disagree with you on inflation? How about you actually look into what inflation actually is and the, and the, the effects of uh, government-controlled policies on an economy? Uh, or you create inflation. No, we don't do that. We just say, uh, here we go again with inflation. Abe's an idiot. He doesn't even know what fucking inflation is. I'm not, I'm not watching him anymore. The money supply annual percent change since 2020 is the uh, turquoise line. All right, so it is the percentage of an annual change. And you can see since 1960, it has stayed at max at $8 trillion, and that was in the 1970s and the 1980s. Since then, it has stayed under $5 trillion of actual monetary supply. Since 2010 and during Trump's uh, time frame, the money supply change decreased at a steady rate up until 2020, at which point an election was stolen. 
And the money supply, which is the purple line, which you can see since 2000 really, has been continually increasing. But as a percent of annual change decreased significantly under President Trump. That, my friends, is actual inflation. That, my friends, is government policies that cause inflation. Supply demand creating prices that are higher because of supply chain problems. That causes the pricing to go up. That's not necessarily inflation. That is called consumer price inflation. Consumer price inflation occurs when the prices of goods and services increase. It is typically measured by the consumer price index, which shows the average price increase of a basket of goods, such as food, clothing, and housing. Supply chain issues, geopolitical events, monetary supply, and consumer demand may all affect consumer price inflation that is much different than the actual inflation realize that that this gets confusing but for those of you out there that are done using my show to promote yourself and come on here all the time you want and talk all you want maybe you should look into this article a little bit deeper do me a favor drop this article out there for those guys please and you can talk shit all you want about how i don't know shit about shit Rising 8.6% in May year over year, the CPI hit its highest level in four decades. Huh. Weird. Consumer price inflation index, as you can see, increasing significantly since 2020. And then we have one other one. When consumer price inflation gets too heated, the central bank increases interest rates to curtail spending. Unless, of course, it's manufactured crisis, then we don't know. We don't. We don't. We don't do anything that makes actual sense in this country. No, 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 no. But we do things just to manipulate things. You know, that's, in summary, that's what we do. What were you mean by dropping a ship on me? You tell them, Abe. Inflation is has always been manipulated by our government. Thank you. Thank you. Two in the pink. I hope all is well, my friend. Finally, asset price inflation represents the price increase of stocks, bonds, real estate, and other financial assets over time. While there are a number of ways to show asset price inflation, we will use household net worth as a percentage of GDP. Often, a low interest rate climate creates a favorable environment for asset prices. This can be seen over the last decade as low borrowing costs were met with rising uh, asset prices and the strong investor confidence. In 2021, household net worth as a percentage of GDP stood at 620%, the, the turquoise line, household net worth as a percentage of GDP. You can see since 2010, increasing pretty steadily over the, over the time frame. Interest rates, as you can see, have been kept arbitrarily low since 2000 all purposeful to get us to where we're at right now. How inflation, how the types of inflations impact you. The last paragraph, for those of you out there that are done using my show to promote yourself and now just go other places and talk shit about me, how the type of inflation of impacts you. With monetary inflation, businesses and consumers have more money at their disposal which could then boost demand and further increase inflation in the overall economy. However, the degree that this impacts consumer price inflation can be unclear. 
because over the last decade, the money supply ballooned, but consumer price inflation stayed relatively stable. Instead, supply shocks seen with COVID-19 and the invasion of Ukraine have made a more immediate impact, they say. The effect of this scarcity in goods has made prices more sensitive to demand. This can be seen with gasoline prices at an arbitrary record highs. The fastest way you can increase inflation and prices in this country is to cause gas prices to go astoundingly skyrocketing. But no, we don't, we're not going to talk about the common sense of gas prices. No, 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 no. We're not going to talk about the price of shipping goods. We're going to talk about the arbitrary inflation that's created by our government. Then we're going to go talk shit about Abe. When it comes to an asset price inflation, a significant increase to the monetary supply and low interest rates are likely factors behind rising asset prices, among other variables. Yet, as the Federal Reserve takes a more hawkish stance on monetary policy, the future of asset price inflation remains to be seen. Do me a favor, please. When you see these people who used to spend hours and months and hours and months hanging out with me to help promote their own platforms. And I would give them generously as much time as they wanted to have an interesting conversation with them. When you see them out there talking shit about me or about inflation and saying that I have no clue what the fuck I'm talking about about anything, therefore, do me a favor and say, hey, inform yourself. Read this article. It's from Abe. He told you to read it. Moving on. I don't pay attention to the shit, dude. I just strike back when needed. Russian intern applicant, as we have about six minutes left, we're going to finish it up with a quick rapid fire today, guys. A Russian intern applicant, Adam Kinzinger, abused his power, asked for a photo without underwear. Then I got intimidating calls. In my opinion, he doesn't respect women. Big surprise. Anyone surprised by Adam Kinzinger's scumbaggish nature? No, no, I'm not either. Here is the text. Um, sometimes I'm shameless, but that's because of you. I didn't see one without underwear picture. They're good thoughts. What are you up to? Filing a request for extra time at California bar. What is with women who feel validated by sharing naked pictures of themselves on the internet or to somebody? I don't do people. I mean, isn't that one of the most, isn't that the, one of the things that women should care mostly about themselves is not putting themselves out there in such ways. I don't understand it. I don't understand the concept behind, is it, is it, I don't know. Maybe it's a mental illness, but it is so prevalent, man. It is so prevalent. Usually around late night, somewhat busy at this time. I got you. No, no disrespect back to you either Two in the pink. I just, you know me, man, you and I can talk. So, I know you don't take offense to me. I don't take offense to you. We can just talk. Can we just be that way then? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't take any offense to you either, bro. I have a lot of respect for everybody out there and the different information they bring. And sometimes I'm a little bit edgy. <laughs> Thanks for being here, bro. I appreciate the uh, shades. I appreciate you very much. Um, a frequent critic, critic of the American First Movement, Adam Kinzinger became angry at Olga Kambod after she accused him of suffering from low levels of testosterone. <laughs> I don't think his district will be proud of him. Oh, no, he they're not very proud of him. I, I in fact, helped get Adam Kinzinger elected. 
And now I hope that little scumbag goes find a hole outside of Illinois, somewhere deep in the middle of nowhere to go hide. That's the kind of scumbag Adam Kinzinger is. Checking in with FCCED today, see if there's anything new over here. UK removes AISPs from AML regulation. That was the last one we saw today. Nothing new out there. Let's check in with the world. Uh, Paraguayan anti-drug prosecutor killed in Colombia on May 14th. Nothing new there. Uh, let's check in with the United States alone. Just try, trying to see if there's anything new out there today. It's not looking, not looking like there's anything new out there. Technology on June 5th, former open sea product manager arrested and charged with alleged NFT insider trading scheme. Former solar power executive gets prison for a $1 billion solar fraud. <laughs> they, I was told by Al Gore that we were allowed to have government contracts where I could just go buy a house with government money and I don't have to actually create solar panels. That's what I was told by Al Gore. Uh, sorry, you're going to jail. <laughs> Wrapping the show up today, a... A, uh, a, another toothless show. <laughs> I'm not edgy. I'm a truth teller. Follow the queue. I appreciate your respect back, brother. I appreciate you. Assistant Attorney General Jonathan Cantor to participate in OECD competition meetings in France. That's important for the, uh, for, you know, um, I, I'm not quite sure actually, actually what, what it's important for. I, I don't, I don't, I know there's, a, there's some dig on Cantor and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, Merrick Garland saying he's going to, we're going to reaffirm our commitment to help identify, apprehend, and prosecute individuals in war crimes. Yeah? You're going to prosecute uh, all of the Azov Battalion who started the war? Just asking questions here. Are you are you going to start with the ones who started the war in Ukraine? Or are you going to just pick some random Russians to to throw out and have another kangaroo court? Just Department secures groundbreaking settlement against agreement with Meta platforms, formerly known as Facebook, to resolve allegations of discriminatory advertising. Huh. Discriminatory advertising. They didn't talk anything about uh, privacy or data or the Fourth Amendment or, the, or any of the amendments, but there's there, there was discriminatory practices in advertising. So they got that going for us. We left off yesterday with an important discussion about Project Safe Neighborhoods. If you missed that link, it's on my uh, all the social media out there. Go find that link and check it out. There's a lot of stuff happening out there. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Things are nowhere near as bad as they seem, my friends. We made it through a two-hour show today, guys. We made it through. I don't know how, but we did. Nothing new out there. Uh, large fire in Michigan. Um, uh, let's see, Prussiagate, more stuff on that uh, going out there tonight. So some interesting stuff out there. Chief Nerd, um, panel gets heated over debate over COVID-19 vaccine is safe. Yes, the very safe and effective COVID-19 treatment. Anyway, guys, thank you all for the support. I appreciate you guys very much. Two in the pink, Moria Mima, Tech 264, Who Cares News, and Ohio Patriot and Bitch Toria. Thank you guys. 5045 gold pills today. Thank you guys for the support. You guys are amazing people. I can't I don't even know what to say to you guys. Thank you guys so much for working your way through a show with me today. I appreciate you guys very much. Chris, thank you for testing the, the buy me a coffee today. I appreciate that very much. I can donate some back to you if you would like. Did that January 6th from Epoch Archive. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have that for you. Here it is. 
the Epoch Times Archive. Cat Rocks, thank you for the new subscription. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Here is that article that uh, for the Epoch Times article for you guys. Uh, you would know if you ever heard him. I'm not telling uh, tales, but I know Alan, uh, who Alan means, and he hasn't dropped his name either. No, I, I look, it's, I heard them talking shit. All right. And, you know, whatever. It's fine to disagree. It's another thing to say that, to uh, no longer support a streamer because you disagree with them. <laughs> that's pretty, that says a lot, doesn't it? All right. Yep. I'm going to go play hurt, wash my mouth out with some, uh, some, some uh, salt water. And uh, try to get something in my stomach. I'm starving. Thank you guys for being here today. And with that, I want to say, God bless you guys, man. God, thank you so much for being here with me every day. I love hanging out with you guys. You're the most greatest patriots on this planet. And with that, I want to say, much love and God bless you all. I'm going to go hurt. See you guys tomorrow. God bless you. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.